welcome, welcome. Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer Bourbon and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. Everything. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 37. Yeah. Today we're actually going to review Glass and yeah, we're going to review The, the Destroyer. Destroyer. Oops, 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 oops. Love it. Mm. And just so the film fans know, we've been sipping a lot before we started. Yeah, get so ready. It's ornery radio We're right going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be beyond the films, we're going to be sipping on a little bit of Budweiser with Jim, Jim Bean. Bean. Budweiser Jim Bean, the copper lager. Amazing. And a uh, little bit of uh, Bullet, the special barrel strength reserve. <laughs> Uncut and ready to drink. Ron is fucked up. Yeah, we're feeling <laughs> it right now. Uncut and no fucks to give. I like uncut a little bit of uncut up in the no party. Let's fucks. do this. No fucks to give. There's no fucks so, to give. Prepare yourself. And I recommend you all to try this uncut version. Strap of on in. Strap on in. Because you're going to have you in your feelings. And this uh, Budweiser <laughs> Jim Beam, I'm feeling it 100%. And yeah, I haven't had good. a beer in a long time. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's a new edition uh, made, of course, by Budweiser and Anheuser-Busch out of Missouri, of course. Oh, yeah. This is a flavorful American copper lager. Brewed with two row barley and aged on real Jim Bean uh, barrels, yes. uh, staves, right, of course, for a toasted oak aroma and this delicious nutty uh, taste. It's got this caramel rye, vanilla notes, mm. lots of smooth finishes. It's actually really pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, I've read that it smells Tootsie Rollish. doesn't smell that way to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling it. But it def- definitely has a smoky taste. But you know, I it, get some vanilla. I get some oak. Yeah. The and color is definitely copper. It's amazing. And I think it matches really well with the bourbon I'm drinking tonight because it's yeah. the bullet bourbon. It's definitely. straight out of the barrel. It's uncut. And it's not filtered with all the other stuff. But it's definitely that, that caramel vanilla flavor that you're getting from the beer. Oh, yeah. So I think we got a nice little tie-in for this Yeah, episode. it's a nice little tie-in. And I just thought it just related really well to our films. Yeah. Considering there are two working class-based people. Absolutely. You know, uh, Glass is all about, like, regular people who just have these uh, extraordinary powers, almost superhero-like. Yeah. And it takes place in Philly. Can't get much working class than that besides New York. Absolutely. And Jersey. Uh, <laughs> and then you've got um, you've got Destroyer, which is very film noirish. Absolutely, uh, takes place in L.A. but like dirty L.A. And if this if this chick from from uh, Destroyer would be able to drink, she'd be drinking for sure. But I bet she was drinking the whole time. Whatever she was drinking, she she was, <laughs> she was drinking, drinking all the time. <laughs> she was drinking because she was time. straight up drunk the entire movie. She was drunk like you right now. She was. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So anyway, let's start it. Absolutely. All right. So, the first show, or the, the first movie we're reviewing is Glass. Uh, security guard David Dunn uses his supernatural abilities to track Kevin Wendell Crumb, uh, a disturbed man who has 24 personalities. Uh, they gather together in this sort of 
um, psychiatric, psychiatric. Yeah, it was psychiatric. Well, they get they get they get imprisoned. They get imprisoned, and it starts from there. Hello, Alex. Hello. <laughs> How you guys? So good? glad you're here for tonight. I'm, I'm so glad that half of Vaughn is here because the other <laughs> half is lying in the gutter and pissed itself. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I love glass. I know Danica has some issues. With, you know, Danica. Oh, Tawana has some issues with glass. Oh, I definitely have some issues with glass. But why don't you start with the positive? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love glass. Because considering the fact that I literally hate Unbreakables, that was one of my worst movies ever. Yeah. I hated the movie. But what what Split did and Glass has done right. has brought me to understand Unbreakables better. Okay. And if you hated Unbreakables from, from M. Light Shagamalam, if you hated that bullshit from before, <laughs> this is the movie I recommend. That's his name. Hey, he's so drunk. That's his right. so Unbreakable from M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yes. Right. If you hated that motherfucking movie, yes. check out Glass. Right. And Split. Because this movie helped me clearly get where he was trying to go. Right. Because... I hated Unbreakables with a pure passion. Okay. And, and the beauty of Split, because of McAvoy. James McAvoy is an amazing actor. Okay. I need him to get every fucking award he can get. Because he turned some bullshit into an amazing movie. And and his performance in Glass. Okay. I, I is it amazing? I can't stop talking about it. He was... He had so many different parts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And everybody that was watching it was like, oh. every time he was on the screen, people yeah. were like, they were excited. Hush. They were at a hush because he was so many different roles. Right. And people were excited. And I saw it. I saw it in, I saw it in 4DX. And it was like 4DX. all this shit happening with us. The seats were moving. There was water splashing in our faces. There was smoke and all this bullshit happening. Right. But the movie itself energized me in a way that I haven't been in, in a long time since Aquaman, the last episode. Really? That Please check it out. But the thing was, <laughs> it was it was James McAvoy, and I loved Bruce Willis in this movie. Gotcha. Because he had a certain power, he had a certain influence. He's very low key. But it was, it was it, very it was, it was he, didn't, he didn't cool, overact at all. No, he did he not. He was a regular guy. Yeah, he, he was really there was. and he did he what he had regular. to do. And and the film could have literally been about him, but because they were trying to move this franchise mm. further, because it was it was a trilogy. Right. So because they were trying to get to to the end of it. And I and I get that now. But I was so impressed with that. And you know I like Mr. Glass. Yes, you do. And 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 he showed his power at the you know as it built along the way, but because I hated Unbreakable so much, I was so glad to see where they brought this to because I'd already cashed you know Shyamalan's he was done for me okay and I thought he was dead and it was like we're never gonna see this motherfucker again. And beyond his cameo, how many flops do you need before he, you? I mean, he did do Devil. He did a bunch of things. Uh, whatever, I don't care. He was. <clears throat> he dead did. To. Um, what was the one with the grandma? The room of the grandparents. That was the last one. Uh, the one of one of yeah. we saw. Well, that's yeah. the one that brought him back. A that little. was his comeback. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, that was his comeback. 
And we love that. Demi, what was that movie? Oh, we love that. Right we saw it. Because, you know, he mortgaged his fucking house. To he mortgaged his house movies. to make that movie in particular. Uh, was it Shyamalan the mortgaged visit, his house? The Village. The, the Visit. is the Visit. He mortgaged his house to make this film. He didn't even take a salary. We saw it on... Um, so did minutes? he? He did he get? He must. Have yeah, but it was several funded. episodes ago. Uh, we actually reviewed it too. No, but like uh, we saw it on sixty minutes. Good morning mm-hmm. edition that morning. Show. But the whole point is, yeah. he had to get to this point, and he was like, he yeah. was going through a lot. And that's how he of, got the money for this, right? And as as a wow. filmmaker, filmmakers go through a lot. It's not just about oh, I want to make this movie, and I want to be, I want to have to make this happen for everybody, right? But they have to beg to get the money to make this happen. The problem with Shyamalan is he never had to beg. The problem where he had to beg was he stopped making good movies. He started making movies in a vacuum. And when he started making movies in a vacuum, he took no one else's opinion, although be it valid, he took nobody else's individual opinion so that they could have a deeper perspective and give it more uh, an approachable feel. Because he made The Sixth Sense, right? Yeah, he made he The did Sixth Sense. Six, and that obviously, because that movie was like... That was like a movie of a generation. Almost. Right, and that like propelled that him to start. Catapulted, catapulted him to start. But that's exactly what happened to George Lucas with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And there was there was at least two or three other guys right. who were close advisors on the first three Star Wars films, episodes four, five, and six, right? Okay. And then when he came back in the late 90s, early 2000s to make the prequels, episodes right. one, two, and three, they gave him complete autonomy to make those as he wanted. And you started to see some really weird shit come out of right. those films, right? And they were kind of, they were fucking panned. He made very strange casting choices, sure. slightly racist, maybe fully racist characters, right? right. right? And it was just Jar-Jar like... Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. Binks, the, yeah. um, the, 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 the like kind of imperialistic Chinese... Like trade minister guys, right, like right. their whole it was it was just they it were all stereotypes. Issues. It yeah, had a yeah, lot of right. issues, and it's I didn't realize that that's what happened to Shyamalan though that that oh, he yeah. went down that same path. He did. He he makes his work in a vacuum. He creates in a vacuum. So how does he go from doing? Because I saw Unbreakable when I was that was like the early two thousands, mm-hmm. right? And I remember thinking it was a okay film. I was mm-hmm. pretty young at the time. I think yeah. I was like twelve or thirteen, right. fourteen, right? Um. But he goes sixth sense, sixth sense. Did he do Unbreakable and then Signs? He yeah. did. Because uh, I remember going. I remember no, seeing, I think Signs was first. I think signs was first. No, well, he no. did. He did Unbreakable. So sixth sense was uh, ninety nine. Two thousand was Unbreakable. Two thousand and two was Signs. Then and it was signs Village. Signs was incredible. Then the Village was a couple of years later. Right. And signs then, was incredible. And then that was the downfall because it yeah. was like because all those in the films were like decent. and the happening and then Lady in the water the Airbender thing. Oh my god! Yeah, that was the worst. Airbender was like mm-hmm. pff, Lady in the Water after pff, Earth. After right. Earth, pff. he actually did an episode of Wayward Pines. And so he was. T- I saw an interview, an interview with him recently where he was talking about how he tried to come back from. The flops. Yeah, that's what we were. Because you know, everybody was talking about the fact that he was supposed to be the next it guy. He was the next. He was supposed to be. He was literally the next Hitchcock, and then it all changed. It was almost like he got too caught up in the like he became he he got sucked into his own formula. He got sucked into his own bullshit. His own bullshit. Yeah, because he believed in his own ego. Listen, one of the first things I learned in film school, and I'm not saying you have to go to film school, but I did. 
So what one, right? No film school dot com, motherfuckers. Right. Get what, on that shit. Whatever you wanna do. However film you gotta school make all it happen. Day. I think school, film school shut out. Film school works because you know, you make connections and then the connections That's is what right. gets you we jobs. Learn, we but learn a little theory behind that. We learn all a little that. theory behind all that shit too. But anyway, what I gotta say about IGTV. that T V. Yeah. What I gotta say about that is um what happened is he was making his work within a vacuum. And so he started to believe his own bullshit. And believing his own bullshit, uh, you could see that from the jump. He was always in cameos. When What I learned, oh, rather, what I was saying cameos. in film school is what I learned is when you are in your own films, it is pure ego. Because you, when you make a film, that is you. Yeah. It comes from you. There are elements of you within the film, within the piece. There are right. all sorts of personalities. It's you. For you to be in it is an additional aspect of He ego. did that in Glass. He did that in everything. He did, every he did that in Glass. There was a scene. Every single film he made, he was in. He, except I'm, for, I'm like, except what you, for Devil. I'm like, I'm like, are you Stan Lee? Like, why are you in this scene Are you right Stan now? Lee? Are you Hitchcock? Are but you Spike Hitchcock Lee? Thing. Spike it's Lee was doing thing. it, too. Yeah. But yeah, they all Spike got that was. from Hitchcock. I feel like Spike Lee Yeah, but like, Hitchcock was doing it as a bit of like, see if you could find me. Right. Because he would pop up and it was almost like a test. But mm, after that, it was fine. But these guys are specifically handling, like, Lady in the Water. Was that the film? Lady in the Water or mm-hmm. Lady of the Water? Lady in the Water, right. Yeah. Lady in the Water, he had an intricate part in the film. Right. An intricate part. How do you, how do you write yourself into your own film like that? Why would you um, not, not want to give that to a better actor? Right, you're not Mel well, Gibson. I'm glad you're not Mel Gibson. Who as was the actor glass, at first? Yeah. As far as right? Glass, I'm glad it was this little brief cameo. Yeah, Glass was really tiny. Yeah, I'm, I'm so but he glad. was also in Unbreakable. He was also in Split. Yeah. Yep. He was, you know. But I have to, I have to give 100 props to James McAvoy. Absolutely, the man who James, never drinks water. James McAvoy. Because his veins made, were popping like Wolverine. James Ma- McAvoy <laughs> made this movie. He did. And, and he really did. Anytime, he did. He did anytime he was on the screen, I was like, I have one hundred percent fix on yeah, you no. yeah, because the camera, the camera just ate his face up well, and his body. Also, he did like thirty different personalities, it's and they so added new good. ones. Because he was like a black person. He was a Spanish woman speaking in Spanish. Yeah. He was like several other people. He was, he was another kid. And he wasn't just Hedwig. He yeah. was somebody else. Well, too. there were several. I, I watched the interview recent, recently with him, and he was talking about how the fact that 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 uh, M. Night cut out some of his parts. Oh, I'm because sure. Because he was so many different characters, they decided these were the only ones you're going to be. But, but he had, he was rehearsed how, and ready to perform you, those. How in he your nailed, mind he nailed do it. you just, just keep absolutely. nailing every spot? Mm. And they would do it he just would be, spot on. What's what's the woman? Patricia? Patricia, yeah, the hype. He was Patricia so perfectly. Perfectly. Then he was Hedwig yeah. perfectly. And the other guy. There's Kevin and then there was like, was it Barry? Because Kevin, Kevin was the main uh, victim. Kevin was the, the guy. Darren? But this Kevin's like he's like, like the Denver? original. Yeah, he's the original. There Kevin. was like there was like the New Jersey like I don't want to be here. It's like yeah. this Long Island. Guy. Right. Yeah, and yeah, then it was like uh, Devin or Dennis. Who's Dennis? Did, Dennis didn't like anything wet. He was very OCD. Yeah, he but they were just so. I love, remember because in Split, the, the girls thirsty. urinated on themselves. And I love it was the, a whole thing. I love the thirsty bay. 
Oh yeah. When he tries to fuck with the dude, of and he's got his old crop top on. He's but it was so great. It was great. He did so many. It was so he was great. The one person that blew that entire film away. And I was like, wow. I mean, and the camera sat on him. You know. Oh yeah. You notice all the close-ups and the angles of him, and I was like, they just spent well, so much beautiful time he, in it. Him and and also, black dude that's in every movie. Black dude is in every movie. Black dude, Mr. Glass. Oh, Sam Jackson. Samuel Jackson. The camera sat on his face. Mm. Well, yeah. And it was it. Uh, there was a way that it, it did intricate. it. But it was it was so beautiful in that in in that textural way. Yeah. And it was like okay, you caught every blink of his eye. Mm. You, you caught every hair movement. Sort of like your curls, Tawana. Mm-hmm. But it caught all the curls. It caught every moment. And when and then in the shadowing effect that it did, as he was moving around the hospital, yeah, there was a moment where you saw the shadow of him move, rolling away in his wheelchair. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. They're they doing so much in this movie. They did a lot. And, and so I was like, but then they cheapened it by the scene when they were all outside. Yeah, I know that that was that's where I started to be a bit like I was very right up until their final battle scene thing. I was super invested, right? And I was like, "Fuck, this is a really good film." Like I'm very like the way that the way they were no no honestly the way they were setting the way they were building and like them kind of outside of the hospital because I knew that the film in the trailer mostly took part in the hospital, Right. right? But they had a really good chunk of the first 20 30 right, minutes of the film where they're kind of establishing it right, right. And like what he's doing and what he's what they're all doing separately right right and then i thought fuck they need to get captured and like end up in this psychiatric institute and mm. then they sort of get captured at the end of their sort of first confrontation and the actress that plays the doctor I yes. found her very. Oh, yeah. I Sarah thought Paulson. she was really good. Sarah Paulson. She's Sarah Paulson is amazing. She was in Bird Box and in American Horror Story. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Paulson is that motherfucking bitch. She does it every time. Wait, wait. But she, was, she she's that the way she progressed. That motherfucking bitch. I called it like it was. She's that bitch in every movie because oh, she was man. that bitch in that movie too. Once again, I just want to hear you say that. But the point is, <laughs> once it got outside yeah. of the hospital. It changed the movie for me. And I was like, well, why in that whole battle? And I know why they had to get there. But of course. it just, and I'm not going to spoil that for everybody going to see it. But the point is, that took me out of the movie. Because yeah, I, I was 100% engaged in it until we got outside. Mm-hmm. I wish they had moved through the city a bit more. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I wish they I had mean, left. I wish they usually, left. Yeah. I wish they left the grounds. Right. And there was like, well, usually a more he, of a journey, and then yeah. a showdown. Like I, I uh. usually his films are so Philly based, and this wasn't Philly, of course. Mm. But it was mm. he was missing something, and his I'm not gonna expose it. I'm not gonna reveal it, spoil it. But his master twist at the end was not a master twist. I kind of was like, all right, whatever. Like this doesn't do anything for me, and this doesn't but change anything. Did you? Did you give us this, the synopsis? Because I, I didn't hear the synopsis this time. Yeah, because you're drunk, so you didn't catch the beginning. And we don't judge against drunkenness, drunkenness here. No, you by could the way. be drunk, but our I didn't hear the synopsis. I didn't like Tawana's I, I, tone. I did. 
give you a synopsis no. at the beginning. Did I? Did we really? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Because I am not nearly <laughs> as drunk as you did. <laughs> Woo! Well, it's been a while since Ornery Ornery Vaughn. Ornery Radio. Ornery Radio. Hashtag coming at you live. Coming at you live all day. But the point was, (laughs) I felt like once we got outside of the hospital, because the hospital was very captivating to me. Yeah, very captivating. The flickering and the 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 people, the attendants inside the hospital, all of that worked for me. It did. It was that scene where the guy's like that crazy fuck. Is yes. like threatening to drop the light on him. Yeah, I was like, that was beautiful. It was it. masterful. Yeah, that was an amazing scene. Yeah. I was really impressed. And, and by just it. her scenes, Sarah Paulson scenes with the with the patients. Yeah, beautiful because she has a way of pulling you in in this emotional way. Mm-hmm. That, Being sympathetic. Yeah, yeah, you felt like sympathetic because she was she was the I'm I'm here here for you. I'm your I'm your doctor. I'm gonna take care of you. And then she flipped it on them, and I was like, but. I was pulled in 100%. And so I was like, well, when it flipped at the end, I got that too because that is true comic book flair. I mean, they did a good job. I mean, I get that too. But I was just like, well, I needed you. You wanted more. Yes. I know you wanted more Mm. as a battle at the end. I didn't want more. I wanted the twist to be better. That twist was lackluster. Um, As people who are pretty much born and raised on superheroes and have lived our lives through superhero films, Uh his twist was lackluster. As a person who Mm -hmm. I just said, I would just be like, okay. And? Like, there was, in every other film, the twist exists. Right. In every other film, like Unbreakable, the twist, even his reveal of like, who he was, how he found out how pe- who people were, right? Uh, Bruce Willis's uh, skill, his right. talent, his whatever, mm-hmm. gift. Power. His power, right? So even that was interesting back in Unbreakable, but it's not interesting now. Even Split, like, that was interesting. They had a little bit of Split in here, and then they introduced that character, the, the the one actress the or the one victim that got away the girl yeah her name is like Anya uh, Casey Cook played by Anya Taylor Joy she looked like she looked like the sixth Kardashian yeah yeah kind of wow. but like the thing is is they wow. they try to uh, elicit a feeling from us from her as well about what she may possibly be so I'd, so we don't mm. spoil it. But even that was just like, it, it was really ridiculous. I mean, there wasn't a lot of what could be. It was right. like he was still riding off the previous film. And it's like, that's great, but you have to amp it. It is a sequel. Well, no, but it's not a sequel. It, it is a sequel. No, it's a, but it, it's, it's, it's not a trilogy, a sequel. actually. It's part of the tr- It's part of the trilogy. Yes. And it, it brought us to that point. And I think that it had to be here. And until the characters died off and you saw... It felt like a sequel Mr. of Unbreakable said, with a smidget of Split. No, and it, it was really a sequel to Split. It was really a sequel to Split. Not really. Because Unbreakable is a crazy, crazy psychodrama. Crazy psychodrama. It's a crazy psychodrama. 
that movie was fucked up from the word go. But when you brought us into Split is where you saw how it can evolve. And the the evolution of that film was about this movie. Well, the evolution of Split was merely about Kevin. It was about Kevin exactly. all the way. Exactly. Um, Bruce Willis and only it was shows up still, at the end. But it was still about Kevin. It was still yeah, about Kevin. Yeah, this was about Kevin and Bruce and Mr. Glass. It did equally com- combine them in a sense, and but it yet didn't finish their stories. Well, actually, it did when they all died. Oh, it's great. Don't go see the movie now. I don't give a fuck. They know. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's, it's still going to be where it's going to be. Because I think that I like the fact that there was a syndicate. With, hey, with th- let's not fully wow. ruin wow. this movie for people. No, but okay. I like the fact that there was a triple threat. Let's not Spoiler fully oh my God. ruin it. Because now they don't have a reason to see it. Stop jerking they're, off your hand. They're still they don't have a reason it. to see it now. People are still stop, gonna stop, see it. stop, stop. They're still going to see what, it. What he's saying is there is more to this film than meets the eye. Oh, really? I'm An saying, M. Night Shyamalan film? Yeah, right. Yeah. Anybody exactly. that's ever a read a twist. comic book knows that there's always no, a twist. There's always, there's always a twist thing. in Shyamalan. And you know what? And you know what? In reality, all these characters can, can come back. Whatever. I'm done with this. That's how it works. <laughs> All these characters can come back, and him like him, he can make another movie. I hope he gets a haircut. I know you. I hope he gets a haircut because he looks like somebody's Indian grandma serving oh, yeah. samosas. <laughs> I was just like, why do you have a blow dry? Did you go to the dry you were bar? Really upset by what his the haircut. fuck is with your hair? <laughs> Who are you talking about? His M- hair. M. M. Night Shyamalan's hair. Oh yeah. M. Night. You, yeah. Did he not look like somebody's Indian mom? Mm, yeah. Yeah, like he he, you were going to get samosas blow, and, and yeah. treats. A little dry bar action. Right, a little dry bar action. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. I was like, what uh, happened and, to you, dude? And just so everybody knows, that's how Alex does his hair. No, that's not how Alex What? Does. No, I've got an undercut. <laughs> anyway. I'm oh, yeah. a classic man. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a classic man. He's a classic man. I get my Listen. hair cut at the Kinsman in the Greenwich Village. Oh, wow. Fucking hair, you know. Very nice. New York City so you watch all day. your P's and Q's. <laughs> watch Listen. your P's and Q's, cue ball. <laughs> <laughs> Q ball is right. I love a baldy. Keep it going. Um, <laughs> so the cinematographer for this uh, is Mike. I'm gonna mispronounce it. It's Greek. It's hard to pronounce. It's Geolakis. It sounds about right. Pretty okay. sure I got that one. The job. There we go. But he had some interesting uh, previous uh, pieces. I was impressed with the cinematography. I was impressed with the cinematography and that, this is that, why. It caught me, it really caught me right. early on. I was like, this is beautifully filmed. He did Glass, of course. He did Us, which I'm excited about mm. now. Mm-hmm. Well, I was oh, excited nice. before, That's but now I'm out. even more excited. Um, Jordan Peele. Okay, second yes. Second piece. Yes. Uh, I can't wait to be scared. That was uh, one of my favorite episodes oh, when, yeah. we re- when we reviewed when we did, uh, Get Out. Get Out? Oh, oh Get Out was man. great. And, yeah. and Moselle was here. It was Moselle was here. We talked about the American, the African-American diaspora. Right. We great. did. We did. We did. Yeah, so he did Split. He did It Follows, which is by far. Like, he did It Follows? He did It Follows, which is creepy as creepy. fuck. Yeah. If you've ever seen It Follows, it leaves a stain on you. <laughs> It does. It's a creepy I'm, I'm fucking film. I'm still watching that off my ass. Oh, all right. Well, keep your ass to God. yourself. Because I. <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? 
I'm going to say... I'm going to remove the bottle from within fingers reach of Vaughn. Yeah, I think we should. Arms reach is okay. Fingers reach is bad. <laughs> fingers reach is bad. <laughs> but I think that now we can give our final thoughts, Vaughn. Final assessment. Go see the movie. I loved it. And I, mean, I hated, I hated Unbreakable. I actually wanted to commit suicide watching Unbreakable the first time. Commit so suicide? So the fact that Nor has lost. this movie helped me because of James McAvoy. He will always get every fucking Emmy. He yeah. will get every award. He is an actor 100%. 100 he's an actor. And he did a really good job. And I love Sarah Paulson. And Samuel Jackson, he is in every other movie that's made this year. You will see him too. I know, Sam Jackson was in like two trailers before the film he was in. Was yes. he? What trailers <laughs> he, were those? He's those? in Captain Marvel and there's fucking some and you know what? Oh, that's right. And you know what? I love the way he rolled around in that goddamn wheelchair because he rocked that. That's and I, right. I'm going to give him all the props what for that. Was it No Limits? No Limits, 100%. No Limits. So, I'm going to say if you were a fan thought. of Sprint. Sprint. Thank you. Now Sprint. I'm following. Sprint. I'm following Juan's lead. I too Sp- had some Split. bourbon. Split. <laughs> if you are a fan of Split yes. and Unbreakable, please go see it. Or I'm not Shyamalan. Go check it out. I was left the theater a little disappointed. On top of the fact that, that my happy. my theater going experience wasn't the the, the mm. best. So. Well, okay. Do you think but. I liked it? My out of five. I think I've given the last two films three and a half. I'll give this a, r- a really solid three. Mm-hmm. But that's like, that's a three where I think you, I normally I would say a three is wait till it's out. Right. But I would say go see this at the, fil- at so, the cinema. So really it's a four to four and a half. Out of five? Out of five? No, I'm talking it's about three. out of five. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I'm talking about out of five. Out of five, yeah, it's a three now. All right, we got it. Three. Got it. Move on. Hard three. Got Do you it. think this will keep his career on track? Do you no. think? Yes, it will. I think no. it will. I think it I think will make monetarily yeah. because it, it, it did so well over the weekend. Because of McAvoy and, and uh, I mean, it Bruce did $16 Willis. million on it Friday It did really alone. well, and it's going to make its money back. Yeah, but I don't think his his aesthetic, his art, artistry needs to get his shit together. Like, get back into understanding that you can't make film in a vacuum people have to be exposed to it so they can tell you where things are going wrong Mm. you're not the only one in the room this is a collaborative effort Mm. and you have to allow other people but no filmmakers do that what do you mean no filmmakers filmmakers do do that most filmmakers do that that. most filmmakers do that nope Yes. What are you talking about? How the no. fuck would we get to all these fucking Star Wars movies and all this bullshit? No filmmakers do that. No, They're no, always no. in the vacuum. Small, First, small amount of filmmakers don't do that. But my variety of Spielberg filmmakers never does that. Okay, but he's a master, he's some a big master. god. Okay, so, Just like Shyamalan. So Shyamalan, okay. All right, Vaughn, it's what are you talking bullshit. about? They all live in a fucking vacuum. Spike okay, lives no, no, in a vacuum. Oh, these are, all these motherfuckers live in the same space. You're talking about a 10% space. Okay, but that ten percent makes up all the movies we see. No, not they really. Not yes, really. they do. Yes, they no. do. I disagree. Karen Kusama is not in the ten percent, yeah. and she made a brilliant fucking film in Destroyer. We're gonna get to her. Right. We ain't got That's to her my yet. segue. We get we to, to her. We get to her right now. We ain't We're getting got into to her, her yet. Well. Let's move into her. That, the grittiest. That's, that's the segue. The grittiest Let's move shit. Into her. The grittiest shit. The grittiest noir shit I've ever seen. Destroyer, a police detective, reconnects with 
people from an undercover assignment in her distant past Have a cherry, in yeah. order to make peace. Mm. So, directed by Karen Kusama, uh, stars Nicole Kidman, Toby Kebbell. Japanese. Uh, Tatiana Mas- Maslani. Ta- Kusama. Kusama, she may be. She I, I think she's American. I think she might be uh, Japanese-American. Uh, she's born in Brooklyn. So I would have to look up a little further. But, uh, yeah. I mean, she's done a lot of films that we're, affili- that we're familiar with, like Invitation, Girl Fight. She did a- Aeon Flux. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she did she Aeon, did Aeon Flux. Flux. Yeah, she did Aeon Damn, Flux. Damn, dude, that was I love that cartoon. I mean, and, and Michelle then, Rodriguez wouldn't exist without her. You know? That was like late night on fucking the Dodgy Channel back home. Yeah, <laughs> she's done billions. She, she did, of billions she did half. the film with yeah, yeah. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charlize Theron. She yes. didn't do the MTV part. No, she did the films with Charlize she Theron. She did the film. She did like uh, Triple X. She's done a lot of episodes of television. She's done like she, she did of a sex. Triple X movie. No, no, I'm sorry. Let's say triple. I meant double X. What's double X? I was like, triple X dog shit, dude. Double X. I don't even know what that is. Vin Diesel being a fucking goon. Not not that. No, it's not that. I have no idea. Oh, until... Anyway, she's done done a lot of television. She's a master of sex. She's done casual, halt and catch fire, billions. (gasps) She did billions? Which one? She's done a few episodes of billions. Which episodes? It it only says two. It does matter. I love that show. Um, Chicago Fire. Really? Really? She's she's TV. (laughs) So she's done a lot of TV. She's She's even done an episode of The L Word. Of course. Of course. All right. So (laughs) let me me just start with the fact that one, I love. Oh, she did Jennifer's Body. I'm sorry. Pause. Jennifer's Body. I don't know what the fuck that is, but Jennifer's Body was really good. It's a horror film. With uh, Fox, Megan Fox. I never saw that. Who, and who Amanda the fuck would that? Who the I fuck saw that. A lot I, of people saw that. A lot that of people line. fucking saw that. <laughs> no. Uh, That's you, cute. Okay, cute. You didn't see it. It was very cute. like. Cute. Cute. Millennial right. plush. Let's let's go. I don't. Nice. Okay. And I know they talk about that in, in horror genre, but horror we're not genre. talking about it right now. My uh, point with not? this movie. This movie was very noir, and I very, loved. Very noir. I, I loved every percent of Nicole Kidman. She was Nicole Kidman. Fucking fire! If Nicole Kidman isn't nominated for this, they robbed her. She was amazing. She was this. fucking fire, and she was literally the anti-protagonist in this movie. As it, it's it's so noir, and there was just, it was. It was amazing from the first frame. Yeah. I was like. From the very first frame. I, I was so captivated by it. And I literally saw it in a theater in Manhattan, New York. By by myself, there was one other person in this theater in the middle of the night trying to catch this film. So amazing. She should definitely be nominated yeah. because there was so much. There were so many elements. She was an undercover cop. She was trying to get through trying to find this this bank robber and in her just every part of her she, she was, was a, she was trying to to rectify the past yeah and and, and it was haunted by it and it was so, she, she was so she tortured she was very tortured and it was her between the loss of her love all right that's like revealed too much 
it was the loss of her love, and it was all about her daughter, and just that relationship with her with her man. She, she was involved in a covert operation that turned bad, and she wanted to have some sort of redemption from it. We'll say that. Fire. There you go. Well, she was not beautiful in this movie. No, she was purposely not beautiful. And you know what? What I read an article recently about her, and talking about how how they compare men. They think about men and and like um, what's his name, the actor who gained all this weight to play uh, in Vice, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. He gained all this weight to play to be this heavyweight, you know, Cheney character, but she. Was not about being beautiful. She was. She was stripped down. She well, was. That's usually the case. Oh my god! And because Charlie, Charlie Theron did Charlie it. Charlie Theron did it in Monster. Uh, but, Halle Berry did it for Monsters Ball. Right, and the thing was, it was like they're not crediting her for just acting and being a professional actress. They're they're talking, you know, as the men get all this accolades and all mm-hmm. this praise she didn't she's not getting the praise for that they're just but it was an amazing film and how she embodied this character and it and it spoke to all the noir elements it was very pessimistic there was all this realism there was this grittiness to it very, very gritty. it felt very city Crime it was shot in LA, LA and it was just there was this this trauma and and her man in the film, he was actually the the film fatale. The what do you call it? Do you think he was the film fatale? He was the film fatale. And in in when you when a when a man is film fatale, is home fatale. He was that guy. Yeah, but, Sebastian Stan. He's yeah, and, a lot of and he was great, and he's been around for a long time now. Yeah. He's also in the X Men franchise. Bucky. He's Buck Bucky in the in, in the, Captain in the, America. Yeah, in all the X Men fra- in all the. Uh, Avenger franchise, but he was the home fatale in that, and and her daughter. And he was her, also in Itania. Exactly, and her daughter, the the one who played her daughter, the, the young girl, she's actually the film fatale. And it's just there are so many elements of beauty in this film, and I, I want people to see it because there was there was this revenge drama going on. Right, right. And it, it was, was all about it, redemption. Yeah, and it was it was just. So beautiful. It's so many long. There were long takes in this film. There were a lot of long, which takes. we don't see a lot. Nope. There were so many of those, and I was like, "Oh my god, how how is this gonna manifest itself?" And and the scene in the house where the guy was playing Rush Roulette. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I was like, and how Nicole Kidman played this role because she watched it as it unfolded. And we, as the audience, were able to sit there and watch it too. Right. It was a, it was a very good film, and I'll take a second to talk about the craftsmanship of it. Karen Kusama is known for picking very good cinematographers, and she picked a woman named Julie Kirkwood, who has done a number of films, and I'm sure we'll do a number more. But she did Destroyer, of course. But she did I Am. The Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, if you've seen that on Netflix, which was beautifully shot. She did Monster. She did The Black Coat's Daughter. Uh, this was amazingly crafted. Like you said, very film noir, very gritty, shot well, lit well, acted well. Kidman is amazing in it. The close-ups of Kidman are stunning, and they are 
so many of them in it. Um, they mimic a lot of stuff where you could you could say, if you don't know your film history, you could say, oh, she did a lot of Scorsese shots. But really, that's not. She did a lot of P.A. Pennybaker shots where when the person walks in the room, um, I'm sorry, D.A. Pennybaker shots, where the person walks in the room, you are swallowed up by the environment. You no longer see the person. There was a right. lot of follow DA Penny Absolutely, Baker shots. It, it was about her walking in. It was about her walking there into so a lot of There were so many of those. And so, like, there were amazing, amazing shots. Like, um, the FBI courtyard, the, the, the aerial sort of bird's eye view right. when she met with the FBI agent. Um, a lot of floating camera through the desert. Like I said, a lot of the uh, D.A. Pennybaker follows. The narration over these silent mouths. Yeah. It was narration of what the people were saying. And then you look at the actor, and the actor wasn't speaking, but it was his voice being played. Right. So the, those were really interesting. Um, the music was both tonal and reminiscent and conscious. Um, and there were these brilliant silhouettes in, in dark cars and... The oblique shots are, are just a perfect add to it, you know, add to the chaos, you know, at the moments of like, uh, there's a bank robbery, which you can obviously see in the film, in the trailers, that doesn't spoil it, but um, there's all these oblique shots and shaky shots that add to the chaos, which really work well in terms of, of, of the craft. There's a lot of shooting through the elements. Yeah. Uh, which was like some sort of, at the end, there was some sort of like weird snow flashback right. of like Nicole Kidman walking through the woods, which is also in the trailer, with a kid on her back. And there was like snow, but it kind of looks like fire, mm -hmm. like flakes. Like it's weird, like, like flakes coming off of a drum filled with fire. There are a lot of really interesting things going on in the film. And that's, that's what brings it. To the noir element because of so many things were happening with this main character because she was the antagonist and the protagonist at the same time. Exactly. And so because she was dealing with so many things because she was not necessarily the good guy in uh -huh. the film because you knew there was something wrong in what she was doing right. because she was in this revenge drama. Well, there was, it, there was so much going on. In fact, there was a bit of a... Don't give it away. Right. There's a bit of a twist at the end. Absolutely. Which I absolutely didn't see coming. Beautiful. Um, and it works really, really well. So beautiful. And it helps to sell the film. And I think it just kept you going minute to minute with the sort of realistic violence. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 this is just solid moments of acting in it. That just blow your mind. And you cheered for her. You cheered for her. You cheered for Because you knew there was something that she had to well, do. Well, she had all this anger and remorse. And she you could see that she had been worn down by all this turmoil. So, and, and, and at some point you could see that she was consumed with guilt. Right. So there were a lot of elements that play, played out in the film. As she tried to does, kind of go through this sort of accent. Sorry. Can't speak. Mm. existential yeah she Odyssey, was definitely ex right? existential geography because she was always searching for something like she was, she was trying to find something this place. and you just couldn't figure it out until the end and i've read a few reviews 
And they were like, oh, this film was horrible, except for Nicole Kidman. She was amazing. No. I, I mean, I really couldn't see separation from them. Nicole right. Kidman was the film, and the film was Nicole, Nicole yes, Kidman. absolutely. I mean, it was one and the same, and there was so much great things going on within the film from the story, the way they laid it out. Absolutely. And the way it was shot and the way it was acted, it was all around brilliant. And I really, really, really hope that Nicole is up for a best Oscar. Absolutely. Because she is almost unrecognizable in this. Mm -hmm. I mean, the shots of her, the close-up shots of her are mind-blowing. And then her eyes like dart. You you almost can't recognize her. I was like looking for the prosthetics. Yeah, like it was like what you you would not know as no. Nicole Kidman. No, and all those close they did with her eyes. Yeah, and a I'm ton like, of close ups of her. Eyes. And you know what? In reality, if this movie was made in the nineties, it would be based on Sebastian Stan's character. Yeah, probably. She would not even be the one. But it would Karen all Kusama be has been known to and that's the beauty be the of it for like, like women exactly being like the 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 protagonist and as the, I and watched the heroine. It, as I watched it, time. I was like, oh my god, she they have totally flipped it because this movie would have been told from his perspective. Of course, but it's told from this woman's perspective, and that's what Karen Kusama seems to specialize in. Girl fight and, and a number of the films that she's done, Am Flux and and so on and so forth. She puts actual consideration into her character's yeah. point of view, and we got a lot of that in this. And I think that if you are a Nicole Kidman fan or a Karen Kusama fan or all of the above, definitely check it out. Now, I will say that I will preface it by saying this. It is not wide. And even in New York City, we had a hard time finding it. It's only playing in like three theaters. Uh, They say it's going to open wide in January. There's only a couple weeks left of that. So I'm assuming between now and February, it's going to spread wide because Oscar will be there. And then they they need everyone to see it. But I'm going to say this. It was a fantastic film. Kind of kept me on the edge of my seat at some points. Yes, for and sure. And Nicole Kidman's acting portrayal of this woman will bring you straight through the film. Uh, and if you're mesmerized by artistry, the cinematography will blow your mind as well. Absolutely. Go see it. And it's all about Nicole Kidman all day. All day? She's been in several movies that we've watched. Oh, what that. did I say last time? Nicole Kidman, there should be... And if anybody makes it without me, I'm going to fucking sue you. And there should be a seven degrees of separation Absolutely. of Nicole Kidman. She's because Nicole Kidman is in movie. currently four films right now in the movies, right? She's in The Upside. Mm-hmm. She's in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. She's in The Destroyer. Mm-hmm. And she is in Boy Race. Get your money, bitch. Get your she's money. She's doing it in four different genres, in Absolutely. fact. So go ahead and get it, Nicole. Absolutely. Get it, get it. So... At this time, we'd like to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much, film fans, for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, and follow us on all our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where we host on SoundCloud. And don't forget to use the hashtag BBMPodcast. That is BBMPodcast. We'll be back for the next episode, episode 38, with a couple more Oscar faves, right? Oh, absolutely. The favorite. 
mm-hmm. uh, with Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, yep. and Roma, Absolutely. which uh, can be found on Netflix and in and any of your local theaters, I guess. Watch it. Give us your views. Watch it. Give us your views. Let us know if you like it, because that'll be the next episode. Thank you so much for showing up and listening. This is Beer Bourbon. And a movie. And a movie.